Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. MCW Fancast. I'm Emma. Thanks for listening. On this week's show, we're joined by multiple guests from the OSC as we reminisce over the last seven years since the relaunch of Manchester City Women. We discuss the growth of the team and their rise to becoming one of the most decorated women's teams of recent times. We share our greatest memories, our biggest highs and the best of what's to come. But first, last Sunday, City travelled to the West Coast to face Brighton in the Women's Super League. Earlier in the season, we were only able to salvage a point against a well-organised Brighton. However, City were able to produce a dominating performance, resulting in a 7-1 win with a big three points picked up on the road. The result meaning that City move above Arsenal into third position in the league standings. Speaking at full-time, here from head coach Gareth Taylor and captain Steph Horton following a 150th appearance in the WSL. I thought there were a number of good performances. Um... You know, I thought Caroline Weir for 45 minutes showed her class when it mattered and contributed well. But Chloe, yeah, was was great. Um, you know, we've been challenging her to kind of make better decisions in the final third because she gets into good positions and then sometimes let, lets the opposition off. But I thought her decision-making today was was really good and to create three goals is, is no mean feat. This girl's got the potential to do really well. And one of the reasons is that she's a really good girl to work with. You know, she's really hungry to improve and get better. And that's that's all you can ask for. I think some of our goals today, I remember the second and the fourth goal were excellent goals from, from back to front. I've always felt that it's taken a little bit of time for us to to get our, our build-up play right. But I've, felt, I've always felt comfortable that we are usually arrive in the final third in good control. Uh, it was just that when we got there in certain moments, like against Brighton earlier on in the season, that the decision-making was slightly off or players weren't in the right position. And I think it takes some time, you know, with a new coach and uh, new ideas. And but I think some of our play over recent weeks and, and certainly in the build-up to Christmas has been uh, has been great. And, and now we're finishing those chances off. Yeah, we just we just want to stay in the mix because we know that, you know, when it when it really is crunch time, as long as we're in contention, I, I still feel that, uh, we've seen it recently where teams will take points off one another. And, um, you know, I think obviously the games when we do play against the kind of top three, top four teams, they're going to be really important and they're potential kind of title deciders. So giving ourselves a good chance, we're, you know, we're still in the mix. A um, couple of games to catch up with, um, which obviously we need to make count. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Firstly, a great achievement. You know, she's a great ambassador for the game and also for us at Manchester City. And, uh you know, I thought she capped off that landmark with a, not only the, the first goal, but I thought the second goal was a brilliant, brilliant uh, effort. You know, you won't get many better free kicks than that. And she scored a lot. Um, but I think that one will be right up there for her. So, uh, yeah, really pleasing. You know, the way she's she's carried the team in, in good moments, in difficult moments. Um, you know, and she's, uh, she's a great personality and a great character to, ha- to have, you know. So, yeah, it's great. It's a great achievement for her and, and one she fully deserves. I'd never call any any goal an ugly goal, but there are some goals that are more attractive than others. And I thought we had a number of those today. Um, like you say, different types of goals. But yeah, the second one especially, you know, sticks really clearly in the mind. Um, 
I thought the, the build-up play on the right side was very good and then we were able to transfer it into Caroline Weir. Great bit of inter, interplay with, with Lauren Hemp and the decision-making from Lauren then to pull back to, to Caroline. And then Caroline's finish was, was top draw. So um, I, I was really pleased for Caroline because she's been creating assists. You know, she managed to get that injury time goal against Arsenal and, and now she's backing it up with, with another two goals today. The game was probably similar and up until we scored today was probably very similar to the game back home at the CFA. Just sometimes with with your performances, you never know really if your attacking play is going to be rewarded with the goals you probably deserve. Some days it happens for you and you and you score six or seven. Other days you can be frustrated. And, and I think we've seen that with not just us, but with many teams across uh, all the different leagues. You know, some teams that are struggling to ignite or score goals who were scoring freely previously. It's all about form and, and it's just understanding and being patient when you have those moments of difficulties that knowing that as long as we're creating the chances, we're creating the final actions and people are getting in the right positions, sooner or later, you know, we're, we're going to be rewarded for, uh, for our play. We had a good run of form before the Christmas break and um, obviously previously when we played Brighton, it was nil-nil and we had a lot of the, the player and I think we kind of wanted to make sure that when we get in their positions, we're putting chances away. And um, I think a game like today, it's really enjoyable when everything clicks and everybody's doing their stuff for the team. And when we're in around the goal, we're finishing our chances. So we're really happy with our performance. Obviously disappointing to concede, but at the same time, um, there's stuff we can work on. But look, we've it's a long way to here and to come back with three points to Manchester is what we wanted. I, can't, I think it was the second or third game into the season. Obviously, new manager... A lot of new players coming in. Um, we haven't really got our rhythm as such, but ultimately it was just about finishing them chances on that day at uh, the Academy Stadium. So it's nice to see that we dominated the game from the first to the last minute today. We played the football that we wanted to play. And um, the scary thing is we've still got some things that we can improve on. So for us as players, it's just to keep driving to be the best that we can be. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at the manager for taking us off, but no, I mean, look, um, I don't really score that often, so I score two today, and um, but ultimately it was just all about winning and making sure that the team played well, and it was nice to contribute. Look, Jill's an unbelievable player. She's obviously still a player of Manchester City, but um, wants to go and get more game time in Everton, and I think as players and as teammates, we're going to miss her. She's obviously the joker of the team she she's a team there she's a person that pulls everybody together and um i think we will miss her but ultimately we wish her the best of luck at everton uh yeah i mean obviously i practice them a lot um especially the day before a game uh, me and alex green would do a lot of free kicks together and it was nice to actually finally see one go in the top uh top corner um yeah it was it's up there i mean I believe in myself to take them sorts of free kicks and it just seemed a nice range to get one in. So when I seen it hit the back of the net, I was uh, buzzing, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we haven't trained that much together as a team. Um, we've obviously played three games this week, played 120 minutes, um, where the stats were scaringly high in terms of what we did in the game. And to come here, it's a long way away. And to put that performance in, like you said, against a Brighton side that we knew that we're going to be organised and tough to beat. And... With a manager like Hope Powell, you knew that they were going to give it everything from the first minute to the last. So um, from our perspective, I think to come here, play the way that we did, dominate the game and get three points was um, a great effort from everybody involved in the team. Yeah, massively proud. I think um, 
I think obviously remembering the first game um, in the WSL to now it's come such a long way and to be a part of women's football and how much it's grown, but also to represent two amazing clubs in Arsenal and Man City. It uh, is a real honour and um, to have played that many games and to be the first person. Yeah, it's a special moment. It's definitely up there, but hopefully there's a lot more to come. try and go around everyone uh, i've got dave hi dave how are you good evening emma good evening everybody yeah i'm fine thank you good stuff we've got jane hello emma hi everybody and jenny hi emma and we've got kaz and jude you all right hi everybody yeah hi em hi everyone nice to uh, nice to be on again yeah it's, it's great to have you all thank you so much for coming on tonight we've come some way really since those humble beginnings at boundary park <laughs> Haven't we? Um, obviously, really nice to recognise the, the seven years of obviously the relaunch with a nice 7-1 win against Brighton. Um, Dave, how pleased were you with the result on Sunday? Yeah, over the moon. I mean, we spoke about it last week. I thought it'd be a bit of a tighter game going off the game we'd had it against them at the Academy Stadium. So for us to, to, to come out of the block so fast and score so so many goals in the first half, I was delighted with it. Great win. Statistically, I mean, we've pretty much smashed it. We did. I mean, you know, we're breaking records all over the place with that game. It was a, a fantastic performance from the whole team that day. Everyone played so well. And Jenny, um, Captain Steph Horton, a brace and 150 appearances in the WSL. Yeah, I mean, what more can you say about uh, Steph? But it was a great performance. I think the new signings are now starting to gel. Me and Dave, we spoke about those kind of players that are really standing out individually, but it really was a team's performance when it has endured at the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was a good performance. Yeah, really happy with it. Like you say, lots of different goal scorers. You know, fantastic for Steph to score a brace on 150th appearance as well. So, uh, so yeah, who needs Sprite when you've got seven up? Yeah, she was a bit gutted to be taken off, apparently. <laughs> so she could have gone down and get a hat for it. That was a bit rare, a bit of a rare opportunity for Steph. It saved us getting a match ball, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saved some money. But we're as well, you know, coming back from obviously injury, back in the squad and, and contributing within, you know, the early stages of the game as well and scoring a race. And she looked so well on for the third goal as well. It was a really good bit of skill, but just unfortunately denied. Well, that was a great save, wasn't it? That stopped her getting the hat trick, actually. Um, she was unlucky there because it was such a good save. But I like to point out how well Chloe played as well. Chloe Kelly yeah, was outstanding. She just tore them apart. Every time she got the ball, she went straight at them. And just great to see. And we've got so many good players all playing yeah. well at the same time. Um, and on uh, Sunday, we've got West Ham, which is obviously a game that we were supposed to play, but got postponed and has been rearranged because there's now obviously not any FA, uh, FA Cup to play, uh, which has currently been suspended. So... Obviously, Oli had a new manager and uh, news this week that Alicia Lehman has obviously moved on loan to Everton following Jill Scott. What are you going to be expecting from the weekend, Jane? Um, I think, like you say, having a new manager there, you've got to always be careful and take it kind of seriously. Teams often find themselves in a bit of a good spell when a new manager comes in. So I think just being aware of that. But I mean, City should have enough to, to win the game. Um, it'd be good to see if Obviously, any of the Americans are back, and if they are, if they're back in contention um, to play. So it'll be interesting to see what the lineup is. 
we've obviously lost a lot of height <laughs> in recent <laughs> games. You know, we're obviously not going to have Jill. Um, obviously, don't know if Sammy is going to be available at the weekend. Uh, we were saying about, you know, Kira Walsh, you know, the hidden talent that she's got of stilt walking. Um, <laughs> we're all, you know, but where are we going to, you know, we've we, it might be a game where we might see a lot of set pieces, you know, from corners and things like that. Um, how do you think we'll attack those? Do you think we'll miss the height? I think so. I mean, Jill didn't play on Sunday, did she? So, and Sam didn't play on Sunday. So we did all right. You know, can't grumble at scoring seven. So uh, I think we'd be absolutely fine. You know, we've got some brilliant set piece takers. I mean, Alex, Steph, Kaza, you know, it's Chloe on corners as well. You know, I, I don't think we miss them at all. Yeah. And how pleased like were you to see like a, another spray of goals? Because, you know, people have been saying that perhaps we haven't been as clinical at the beginning of the season, but we're really starting to show now that we can really convert in those, those opportunities. I, I think... Um, I can't remember who it said on, on an interview I read somewhere, but, you know, we, we're gelling now. You know, we've had, just think, we've had Gareth come in, we've had five-odd new players, we've had a couple of players leave. You know, we've had COVID. Um, you know, a lot, a lot to deal with, um, but we're in the second half of the season now and we're just firing with all guns blazing. So I'm, I'm just really confident. You know, we've got the three Americans, if they're back in contingency as well, to, for... for uh, for Sunday um yeah no no concerns whatsoever like West Ham they've obviously they've had a couple of postponements as well so they've not really had much game time but they've certainly had a lot of preparation time in terms of looking ahead to Sunday yeah I'm not quite sure how much like the game plan has changed under the new manager to what they would have played you know it's a game we I always I always say this that I fancy us at home to anyone like Jude said we've gelled um we need to push on now. We said this last week, we need to start winning every game, basically. Uh, you, you would obviously make Chelsea clear favourites for this league with the game in hand and they're already top. You know, but we need to push on and get as many points as we can possibly get and finish as high up as, obviously, just see where that takes us. We need to make sure we get top three, obviously. Um, so it starts on Sunday. Yeah. And there's some big games, some other big games on the horizon, but you can only worry about your next game, really. And it starts with West Ham. So, you know, it should be an interesting game. Jane, there's been so many positives over the last few games as a team and, and individually as well. How important will it be to draw on those at the weekend and um, carry those forward into February, which is going to be a, a difficult run of fixtures to see? I think definitely. I think, you know, there's always kind of big fixtures coming up. There's important games that we need to that we need to win if we want to be in contention for the title. Um, so I think taking those positives forward and kind of, just building on that momentum that we've got. So, you know, we went out and we scored all these goals at the weekend. So making sure that this weekend coming, we're doing the same and it's the same positive play and it's the same kind of clinicalness from the team. Um, I think Gareth Taylor said in his interview, they challenged Chloe Kelly to to make better decisions when she was in the final third and putting those final ball, balls in. So I think kind of continuing on that and, you know, the team do, are making positive uh, decisions and they are kind of playing positively and being clinical with the chances. So taking that on is is a massive thing. So let's look back then on the last seven years. On the 24th of January 2014, the club was officially relaunched as Manchester City Women at a pre-season event at the Etihad Stadium. What was your initial reaction to the announcement um, and how important do you feel it was at the time? I think initially, you know, it, it made us... It made, as City fans, you thought the club are taking this really seriously. 
you know, the club want to be part of, of women's football. The club want to take this kind of seriously. And so from my point of view, I'd watch City ladies here and there, never as avidly as I, I do now. I'd kind of seen, you know, bits here and there. But once City were going to take it seriously and were saying, no, you know, this to us is, is an important part of our club, then I felt like I should take it seriously too. You know, it's kind of a big... It was a big thing at the time. Then there weren't many teams who were professional uh, in that sense. You know, the facilities that we were offering the players um, and the opportunity for them to be professional footballers wasn't something that they could get at every club. So I think it was a really kind of important turning point for the whole for the whole of women's football, not just for City, kind of for the whole of women's football. And there are other clubs now who've, you know, who do have those training facilities and who do have... Um, the opportunity for the players to play professionally and kind of who do treat them in more in more of a way that you would treat a men's football team as professional sports people's professional athletes um, and I think City did play a big part in that. You know we spoke about trailblazers we can't not obviously acknowledge you know Neil Mather and what he did for obviously Man City and and the, the women's team and the, and the growth and development that we've seen but what for you has been the greatest uh, progression that you've seen? I, I think changing from ladies to women in the title. That I think we were the first team to be called, you know, Manchester City, like women. Yeah. I don't think there was anybody other any other teams of the WSL that were women. They were all ladies. Um, and I think just the change of that word kind of it, it's kind of feels like it invokes more power. Um, rather than, you know, ladies, which can typically be known as a bit dainty and a bit fragile. And, you know, so, uh, um, you know, that that was quite a big, a big move. And, and like back, backing on what Jane said, you know, City were taking it seriously. You know, they've always been around the club, um, but this was right. We're going to do it and we're going to do it properly. And, and just that change of one word, has, it's almost just launched everything. And, and pretty much now every other club in the WSL and below are women now they're not ladies um so that's completely off the pitch but from psychology and branding um and and embracing women playing football you know I, it's such a small word i think that's that's quite a big a big powerful statement in terms of the women's team and the, and the facilities and you know the accessibility that, that the players and staff have got i mean how important is that i think it's very important um it's very personal but you can get you know, you can meet the players, you can talk to the players, everything like that. It's, I think it's really good. And Jenny, like for you, what do you think has been the, the, the biggest change and the, the biggest growth that you've seen? I think it's because we've got the youngsters coming through as well now. Um, you've got the likes of Jess Park, who's starting to come through into the first team. And, you know, the last couple of games, he's put um, some of the youth team on and brought them through. And we've just got it now right down from top down to the grassroots sort of thing. It's always it's always great to see um, like the young players coming through. I think that's been something I think we've all really enjoyed seeing over the last few games as well. Is is having those players, you know, not only you know start on the bench, but you know featuring the games as well. It, it just gives us a look into the future and what kind of quality and players we've got within the ranks as well. No, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, um, it's true what, what Jenny said there as well about players coming through. And I think you're asking like one of the biggest changes from 2014. They made it quite clear. I mean, right from the first takeover in 2008, when City were taking over as a club, they said they wanted to do things the right way. 
and no one can argue that that's what they've done. And they've invested not just on the pits, but they've invested in the club. You've only got to go now and, and just look at the facilities, look at the CFA, look at the Academy Stadium. And they treat every aspect of the club the same, whether it be, you know, the kids, right, right from the young, young early age groups, the boys, the girls. They have the same academy system right the way through. They're all treated just as important right the way through the club. They're playing for City, they're representing City, and it's just as important. And when it was stated that that's what they were going to do with the women's team, I thought, yeah, because they've done it so far. Up to then with the men's, they're going to build this CFA, it's going to be done right, and they're going to do it proper, and they've done everything properly right from the start. And, and this was no exception. So that was my initial reaction when I heard that, you know, what they were doing with the women making them professional. We had a couple of seasons, didn't we, at the old um, regional athletics arena until the CFA and the academy stadium was ready. And then we've moved in, and, and I mean, facilities-wise, I mean, I think Carly Lloyd said she'd never seen facilities like it when she came. And, for you know, she's seen a lot of the great facilities they'll have in America. So, you know, I think the facilities are second to none. And uh, it's, it's all feathers in cities cap that because they do treat everybody exactly the same. And with that comes success on the pitch, success for your academies and everything. So it's all it's all tied together. And Jane, what, what do you feel has been City's greatest achievement during the last seven years? Oh, that's a tough one. There have been so many, you know, kind of, I think the success that we've had on the pitch has been something that the club, you know, the club want to be successful and the club want trophies and they want to win things. But I think, you know, to win seven trophies in those seven years as a, as a professional club just shows kind of the, the level that we're talking about. So, you know, winning the league is a fantastic um, achievement. I'm sure it's something that we would we would like to do again. But to have seven trophies over those first seven seasons, I think, is a is a huge achievement. Jenny, for you, I mean, there's been so many games, so many games. So there's been some highs, there's been some lows. But what's been your like standout uh, moment for you as a fan during the time that you've been supporting the team? There's been well, there's been two. There was obviously the uh, Georgia Stanway goal to level it with Chelsea oh, right in the sort of dying good times what, what, what a goal um, <laughs> the, it was great but for me personally it was ticking off going to Wembley off my bucket list because I'd said when I got ill that's what I wanted to do and I was going to make sure I did it and thankfully to the OSC I got there and it was great yeah. it wasn't full but I can see it being full in a few years yeah, I mean that's that's something we've definitely seen is is progression in terms of you know attendances to fill the Etihad Stadium on Derby Day for the first game of the season with thirty thousand plus fans was just an incredible. I mean that for me is just getting into the stadium and seeing all them fans there for for that game. You know, for Man City Women versus United, it was it was it was just fantastic. There was just mm. such a really good atmosphere, and I mean I hope one day that we can get to you know, a point where I think growing in the, the attendances is is really important, but I'd love to get the academy to a point where, you know, we're filling it with 7,000 fans. I mean, how good would that be? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd, I'd love us to be selling out the, the academy stadium on a regular basis. It would be amazing to see it. Um, you know, loved going to the Etihad. Um, I think the intention was to have had a, another women's football weekend for this season, but obviously covid everything kind of fell apart there um and and yeah you know you use it if, if there's men's internationals and, and it means that we'll get more players come uh, sorry more supporters coming in to to watch a game you know yeah why not use the etihad but the priority needs to be 
filling our stadium, the academy stadium, on a regular basis. And hopefully with COVID, <laughs> there will be an influx of fans just wanting to get to <laughs> watch a game, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think that's, that's. I mean, that's all those the concern. We're all desperate to get back to football. I mean, you, you guys are the same as well, if not more than, than me. But, you know, it, it just feels like the biggest chunk of my life has just been ripped out for nearly a year now. You know, pretty much every weekend we were either traveling um, to an away game or home games, you know, seeing the fans before the games, you know, traveling to Europe. You know, it's like our, our car is like, oh, I don't know the way to the M6 anymore. It's like, it's, Have you put any petrol in it yet? <laughs> yeah, we're running on fumes, you know. <laughs> Honestly, did not see. I mean, this season playing out the way it has, it almost feels like it's too ambitious to think that we'll even get back in the stadium now before the end of the season. I think that's the the sad reality of the situation that we're in. But for sure, when we do get back in there, it's a hope that with that will come more fans that are wanting to enjoy the women's game. I think there's going to be a party on that first game back in the Academy Stadium. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, Jenny. So we've had players come and go throughout the squad, throughout the team, throughout the years. You know, who's who's your favourite City player of all time? We'll start with you, Dave. Uh, in the last seven years, I don't think we can I think talk I know who he's going to say, to be honest. Well, I mean, well, I'm, I'm, maybe not, because I'm going to go for someone who, without, we can't talk about this without talking about Steph for a start, can we? Because she's been there from the very start. Uh, she's been the captain right from the very start. Lifted that first trophy in the first year, which was amazing which was probably beyond the expectations of the club even at the time, that we were going to win a major trophy in that first season, and we did. Um, so I don't think we can talk about the last seven years and players without mentioning Steph. So I'll, I'll go with her for, for mine, you know, because she's so important to the club and, and still is to this day, as was proven at weekend. I think for me, it has to be Jill Scott. I mean, I'm still crying myself to sleep every night at the moment, oh. by the way. I'm only I'm only in the hope that if she scores a hat-trick against you-know-who at the weekend, you know, that might go some way. <laughs> to uh, making me feel better for the rest of the season. But yeah, Jill Scott for me kind of just as typify um, everything that we've been about, the way she plays. She's such a fantastic player um, and a person as well. You know, all the other players speak so highly of her and the way she holds the dressing room together and things like that and kind of her personality there. But, um, you know, the way she is on the pitch, she's just such a fantastic footballer. And she's one, she's the kind of player that you don't always... Uh, people won't realise how good she is until she's not there. Uh, Jenny? Yeah, I'd agree with Steph, but I, I have to say Kira for me. Um, I think she's just, since she's come in, she's been a linchpin in that midfield and she's learnt from the best in Jill. Jude? Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? Because there's so many, so many good players, but I think I'm, I'm going to have to go with Steph as well. Um, she's such an inspiration and role model. So many people, you know, young and old, um, club and country captain. Um, she's the ultimate professional and, and she's a lovely person with, with that as well. So, uh, yeah, def definitely Steph. She's got us out of a few holes, you know, with some of her last minute top bins, free kicks. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely Steph, I think. It's pretty hard for me to pick. Uh, test my dad, probably. Um, the biggest thing for me was the uh, the last game against West Ham a couple of years ago. And I asked her, could I have a signed shirt? And she said, yeah, we'll organise it. Anyway, we 
we sort of like messaged each other on Twitter. Should I get give me your address and I'll get something posted out? Never in my wildest dreams did I expect to get the t the shirt that she wore at Wembley. And I was just like, wow, that that is that's just amazing. That's, and that's what they like. That's yeah, nice. it's class. Yeah. That's brilliant. That. I, but that's it. Like special moments like that. I mean, you'll yeah. always remember it. It's it's yeah. you know a, an absolute class. Like I said, gesture from yeah. the yeah. and you know yeah. it just makes it special. And, and again, I think there's an you know I think the team you know throughout the years has has got a big respect for the fans and a, and a great relationship with them too. It has, and I think also we should uh, at this point we should mention the work that Nick did. Yeah. Um, you know, to, because you know up to up to him leaving last season. You know, I think if the club are honest, and I've said this earlier, if they sit down and were honest, they probably didn't expect that level of success to come so fast. Mm. And it did. It came right from the very first season. And a lot of that's down to Nick mm. um, and his backroom staff, you know, Alan and Chris and people like that. They've worked so hard. I mean, obviously, we wished with Nick well when he went and we were sorry to see him go because, you know, he was, he's doing such a good job. So I just think, you know, we were celebrating the last seven years. It's also a celebration of Nick because six of those trophies... Yeah. You know, we're under his leadership, and I think he needs to be mentioned as well. So, yeah, amazing times. What about you, Emma? What's your who's your favourite? Um, I love Steph. You know, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Steph, but I, you know, like um, like you said, she's the ultimate professional. She's the pinnacle for me of the women's game. She's professional through and through, and she's a great role model. You know, to see her contribute the way she did after probably you know receiving a bit of stick over the last couple of games I'd say you know it was great for her to just come back and, and just show what she can do and and that's why she's an yeah. integral part of the team and like you said a leader and just she's world class for me I, I yeah. think she's solid as anything another player she gets a lot of stick yeah sorry, sorry, she gets a lot of stick does that yeah you know and I just don't think she gets the respect that she truly deserves mm-hmm. yeah. When you look back, there's not that many games that she's missed. No, no, no. she hasn't. Steph, yeah. Steph, if Steph wants to play every single minute, yeah, you know, and if if you're not playing her, she, you know, she wants to be out there playing because she's yeah. that type of player, and you know, she's a she's a grafter, she's a hard worker, yeah. she, you know, she gives it gives it everything, and I and I think her, her career has reflected that. She'll keep going until she can't go anymore do you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we couldn't have asked for a better captain on the last no, time you can't. No, you can't you... Pick a captain you couldn't pick anybody better and that's you know that's all you need to say about stealth all city fans realize that they know we've had it on the men's team with Vincent company and you've got it you know uh with Steph just perfect captain like Jude said a role model yeah. on and off the pitch yeah I remember my niece walked out with Steph um on one of the games and she was talking to her you know do you play football? And she said, no, not yet. A couple of weeks later, she was into playing football, started playing football now. And uh, she's in the boys' team at the moment, but she's looking for a girls' team. So that inspired her. It's inspiring. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. that, that's again, goes back to the accessibility, you know, yeah. and the difference that, you know, a player like Steph or anyone else can make. And yeah. another player, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about those players that have offered longevity, you've got to throw Karen Barsley into the mix as well. Yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> kind of what a what an amazing team and kind of squads we've had over the, the season because you can't just pick one player out or you think you have to you say, oh, what about this one? Oh, what about her? Put her in the mix as well. You know, Nikita as well, another one. Oh, we've had some. We've had, we have had some great players, Tony Duggan, Carly Lloyd. You only get, you get those players once to come and play for successful teams. You know, and, and, and that's what we've been. 
And in, and in terms of obviously the future for City, I mean, it's certainly looking bright. What would you like to see City go on and achieve in the next, let's say when we're looking back at the 10 year anniversary within the next three years, what do you feel? Yeah, that's um, so Champions League obviously is important, you know, uh, the club has have made no reserve about it being an ambition of the club and wanting to go on and win that. And and obviously for you guys, that is something you'd like to see the club go on and do. We've gone toe-to-toe we, to with the best with Leon, uh, beat them on their own ground and, you know, a bit unlucky really yeah. to not even go further that year. So we've been close and we can get there again. Um, so I think it's the holy grail for the club. You know, mm. as a club and, and, and as for fans, because, you know, it's the pinnacle of club football. So I would say that is the target. You know, your domestic league as well is all obviously really important. I'd love to yeah. see us win that title again. Is that the same for you, Jenny? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's the only one they've not won. They want to win every trophy that they're in. But, yeah, I think uh, that's the most important one. Like you say, we've been discounted by, by a lot of fans of other clubs and stuff. But I think if we just quietly go about our business winning week after week, then we're going to be up there. You know, we have to fight. At the very least, we want um, Champions League football, so we need to fight for that. Uh, So I think, you know, just going about our business, let everybody else play their games. And, you know, if we can just go on winning each week, then I don't see why we can't. What about you, Jenny? Yeah, I I think now in the league, there's so many sort of teams in the mix that are, are up there so you have got to fight more at every game but yeah we just carry on what we're doing and focus on our game and not bother really so much about what the others are doing you know one of them could be above us and slip up like at weekend they might slip up we can capitalize sort of thing so yeah uh, right guys i'm gonna just round this up then best standout goal that you in the in the time you've been watching the team play uh just from any game, doesn't have to be game specific, but just a, a standout goal that you just remember for the future quality. Well, uh, well I'll go for my favourite goal, um, which is Izzy's in the cup final in the 2014 Conti Cup final that first season. You know, we, we've stood so much pressure that night from Arsenal, and it stayed nil, 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 and you just got the feeling if we got one chance, one chance we could take it and snatch that, and what an amazing achievement it was it would be to win a trophy in our first season. And when it when Izzy added one of the smallest players on the pitch, added that ball into the net, you know, the, it, the, it was just unbelievable. The feeling it stayed with me to this day how important that goal was. So that's my own personal, probably maybe not the best goal we've ever scored, but certainly a personal favourite of mine. So I'll go for Izzy Christensen's. I think I would go for Caroline Weir at the Etihad. I think it was such yeah. a massive, massive occasion. What an amazing day. Um you know, there was no way we were letting them win that day. They weren't. They weren't going to come there and win. That was our ground. It was our game. It was our crowd, and we were having the points that day. Um, and such a, an amazing, sweet strike as well that she that she did to win the game. I think that has to be up there as one of my favourite goals. Yeah, it's got to be George's goal against Chelsea for me. Just the the adulation, like when she'd scored and everything. It was the, the stand was jumping quite. You know, but yeah, it was great. I'm going to go with um, Tony Duggan away at Bromby. Um, it was my first Champions League game um, away. 
Um, so, so, yeah, I was playing, yeah, yeah, come off the bench, you know. Um, probably was the bench, to be fair. Um, anyway, um, so, so yeah, Tony Duggan took the ball on the volley, left foot, bang. Um, and it shut up the male Bromby ultras who were in the corner <laughs> of the stadium. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that was just amazing. So to sort of bring it with the, the first European trip as well. And, and I think the way the players celebrated that goal, because it got us through to the quarterfinal um, of, of the Champions League as well. So that was our, And that was our first European campaign as well. So that's more, more of a personal one for me. For me, it would probably be at Wembley. Um, somebody was on the ball and I'm going, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And she, saw, she scored and it was Kevin Walsh. And I was like, well, that shut me up then. So, yeah, that's my memorable one. Not much shuts you up. Oh, <laughs> I always carry it. Okay, Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. It's been fantastic. What was yours, Em? I was going to, well, I, I knew someone was going to say it, but where's goal at the Etihad? I think yeah. it's just sheer the sheer skill behind it. I loved mm. how she just, it was a moment for me, it was a moment for me that I just looked around the stadium. Yeah. And it, it wasn't so much about, it. well, it was about the goal because it was fantastic, but just looking around the stadium and just seeing, just panning around and just seeing the adulation of all the fans celebrating this goal. Yeah, yeah. In this moment that is just, for me, just cemented where we're at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in terms of the growth and everything we've seen and, you know, I think building up to the game, you know, it, it was like, oh yeah, 10,000 tickets sold and, and then it was 15. And mm. then on the day it was like, there's still 30 and it was like, wow, mm. you know, and like just seeing everybody in there on that day and the game just, you know, being, you know, united and, you know, you just wanted to, to get the win, didn't we? And it was, yeah. it was a really hard fought game on the day. And it was just a moment of absolute brilliance that outdone United, and it was it was just so special. And I was, I'll never forget it ever. It was just brilliant. Yeah. It was a brilliant goal. That. Yeah. I suppose we should give a shout out to Natasha Flint, who scored the first ever goal for City Women at the Etihad, as well um, the Everton Conti Cup. Yeah. So uh, that was that was a fairly good goal. Uh, slightly few in the state, few, few less people in the stadium that night, but. Uh, yeah. You know that was the first the first ever goal that, that a woman scored at the uh, at the Etihad. Yeah. She's firing yeah, all guns yeah. all guns blazing for Leicester. I mean, I mean Leicester they look set to you know to be to be coming up if they carry on the way they're on the, on the trajectory. They are doing really well, aren't they? And again, it's not it's a team that we faced. You know, I mean we 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 had a really good game against them, didn't we, in, in the FA Cup? And it, it's just been you know they're doing really well, and it's great to see like. Like and even Durham, like to a point as well, you know, just those sort of teams just showing their quality and their worth, and and how they really are investing in the women's team, and and they're really showing it on the pitch as well. I think Leicester are going about it the right way. They've turned professional and they seem to be building a club rather than just a team. You know, they're doing it the right way, and I think they will come up Leicester and will be a good team in the WSL. Yeah. I think. Um, while we're on the subject of goals as well, so we throw in Tony Duggins that actually won the club's goal of the season for the first time ever. Um, that goal against Chelsea, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that if we're talking my favorite goal in terms of quality, we'll yeah. go for that one where she took it on her chest and a bit like the zombie, like, like the goal she got at Bromby, but uh, yeah. against Chelsea at the regional, and that actually won the club's goal of the season, including yeah. all the men's goals and everything. So that was a big step 
step forward as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to think like where we're going to be at in in you know five years time in terms of the growth and development, and it it, it excites me so much. The sky's the limit, really. If it's done right, and you know, like you say, to get thirty one thousand at the Etihad paying customers was was the pinnacle but as Jude alluded to earlier what we want to aim at is 7,000 people in the academy stadium because that would be buzzing if you know if that was full and yeah. the team are playing well that's going to be a real atmosphere mm-hmm. that, that's the long-term aim as it was unfortunately we've had this season put everything on hold um, but I'm sure if the team play well and play the city way that they do they're going to attract fans fans are going to come and you know hopefully eventually we'll see full you know full Academy Stadium and the full away games. Everything does feel like it is moving in the right direction. It's just a shame that obviously we're in a, the situation that we are in terms of the pandemic and that's the effect that that's had, you know, on this season and last. But, you know, hopefully we can look forward to better things next season and we can all look forward to hopefully getting back into the stadiums again and enjoying the games together soon. Yep. Hopefully. Yep, let's hope so. Right. Fingers, toes, and everything crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to catch up, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Nice Bye. to see you all. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Thanks to the OSC for joining me on this week's show. And don't forget that Sunday's game will be available to watch live via the FA Player Kickoff is 2pm. Have a great week, everyone, and stay safe.